When's the last time you tried to memorize God's Word? Hi, I'm Charles Morris, and this is the Great Stories Podcast. Now, I didn't ask that question to make you feel guilty, but I do want to challenge you to take on the rewarding spiritual practice of hiding God's Word in your heart. And in my opinion, there's no one better to teach you how to do that than Aaron House. He's the founder and executive director of Piercing Word, a ministry of theater professionals focused on performing scripture in dramatic and musical presentations. He's memorized enormous chunks of the Bible, including the entire New Testament. And he has three simple, effective techniques that when used together, provide anyone with the best opportunity to successfully memorize Bible passages. The question is, will you accept the challenge? Well, let's hear from Aaron. Welcome to Haven Today, and we're actually sitting around a dinner table, and uh, somebody we've had on the program once before, but I just felt like we needed to put him on again. Aaron House is the head of Piercing Word Ministries out of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. WDAC land, yep. and um, thank you and welcome back to the program, Aaron. Thanks so much for having me, Charles. You know, it was five years ago. We were having lunch one day in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. and um, I said, Aaron, you've got to write a book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we are sitting around a dinner table right now, and I'm looking at a new book called Warriors of the Word, The Bible Memorization Battle Guide for Winning Spiritual Victories. And as our executive producer says, I love the cover, but it's what's inside the book that we want to talk to you about today. Yeah, yeah. You're from Houston, Texas. That's right. You went to school, college in Arkansas, Mm -hmm. homeschooled. Yeah. And then at some point along the way, you started memorizing the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Even before that, I tell the story in the book about how I had struggled with multiple different neurological disorders growing up. I didn't know that. You never have said that to me before. I could. Yeah. I'll have to tell you in more detail at some point. But basically, I ran to the word. I didn't have anywhere else to go. I was how, how old were you? When, uh, well, I mean, I was diagnosed th- with these different things at age eight. Okay, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, OCD, ADHD, Tourette syndrome, mm-hmm. and rage disorder, and these mm-hmm. things plagued me mm-hmm. uh, throughout my teenage years. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, when I was uh, about twelve, my Bible teacher that was on uh, a Becca video, I uh, popped my teacher in the VCR. I was kid. homeschooled. Popped my teacher in the VCR. He challenged me to have a, a daily quiet time. And uh, so through that semester, I would literally, my obsessive compulsive nature, I was like, I have to do this. I have to do this. And I would literally, and then, you know, I would literally hit myself if I didn't do it. And so by the end of that time, I was having, you know, a, you know, daily quiet time, 30 minutes every day, an hour every day, then it came into two hours every day. And then I was, I just, I needed the word. I needed mm. it. I, this is the only place I could mm. run to find, oh, and then I, and then I couldn't just leave it on the page. I had to take it with me. And I began to memorize, I memorized when I was 15, I memorized the entire book of Philippians and I quoted it to myself in my room one day and I was like now what and and I didn't I didn't have another step after that I, I, I didn't share it with anybody I didn't even tell my parents but the Lord knew and the Lord had had steps for me to take in the years to come mm-hmm. having issues like that diagnosed in your life yeah was what the Lord used yes to lead you into a ministry that encourages others to memorize God's word yeah and meditate on God's word too. yes wow yeah. and it transformed your life too yeah 
Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. You got into acting. Yes. In college, I guess, and maybe even before that. But but uh, that drew you to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, the famous sight and sound. Yes. And, but you were in Branson, Missouri. But then you broke off. And why start a ministry to encourage other people to memorize God's Word? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Piercing Word had been a part-time ministry for a number of years, following me around the country while I was a full-time professional actor mm-hmm. at Sight and Sound and other places. And mm-hmm. and the Lord really impressed upon my heart and my wife's heart right as we were getting married in 2012. I actually quit my job as an actor by faith to take the ministry of Piercing Word full time because mm. I, you know, God had really placed this call upon my life to inspire the church to to get into God's Word, to challenge them, to memorize it for themselves, and equip mm-hmm. them to do so. And uh, and so we're doing exactly that. It's been exciting to see how God's continued to grow the ministry and the opportunity to be able to do that. Let's get into a little nuts and bolts. I, I do want to ask you to actually just share a passage. We'll we'll, we'll put up a link on our website of you actually reciting a book of the Bible. Yeah. Aaron, I was raised using the King James Bible. In high school, later on, I got into a newer translation, and, you know, I'm so eclectic. And when anything ever comes back into this aging brain of mine, (laughs) it's always the King James. Sure. You know? Yeah. Let's just talk about... Not someone like you, who's gifted with memorizing, sure, but me, who's not gifted in memorizing. Sure, I was a debater. <laughs> I because I was afraid of trying to memorize lines and being in a play. You know, <laughs> let's just yeah. go straight into yeah. what all of us believers who read God's word and maybe we do our devotions every day, but mm. hiding God's word in our heart is something we've never really done like we'd like to do. Yeah, well, it's it's huge. I mean, I, you have to choose a passage, first of all, that you want to memorize, and we talk mm-hmm. about how to do that in the book and where to start, you know, whether you've never memorized anything in the past or whether you've memorized hundreds of verses, what's your next step? Because it's a lifelong spiritual discipline mm-hmm. uh, that we want to incorporate in our lives. So when you plan it out, you need to have some accountability. Tell your small group, I'm, I'm memorizing James chapter one, would love to share it in a month, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then you have something on the calendar. You're going to be able to share it with family, with friends, with you whoever. You mean you enforce a deadline with you yourself? You enforce a deadline oh, with yourself. Aaron, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then, Let's not and, get too personal here. <laughs> and then... And then, you know, to actually succeed in it, you know, so you plan it out, you have a deadline, you have accountability, mm-hmm. uh, just like anything you want to accomplish in life, you need those things. And mm-hmm. then from there, you need to be a good teacher of yourself. You mm-hmm. need to see it, say it, and do it. So at first glance, you might be like, well, how do I do the word? That doesn't make sense. You know, okay, I can see it. Okay, well, I can. I guess I can say it if I'm maybe in a room by myself. That, that's the key. You have memorized in a place where you feel alone with limited distractions so Everybody's you can actually not watching me yeah, and so laughing that, at me right so now. So that you feel comfortable to say it out yeah. loud while yeah. you're memorizing and then to be able to do it, you know, is my wife's favorite way is using hand motions to memorize. You know, mm. I, as an actor, I acted out. I look like a goon walking around my living room, playing all the characters, you know, seeing all the different places mm-hmm. and visualizing everything. And if you're like, oh, well, that you know, okay, I would never do that. Maybe you're the kind of person that would, would game the scriptures using, uh, you know, like writing the first 
first letter of each word down and, mm-hmm. and kind of making this long acronym, or you would be maybe someone that would enjoy the, the apps like Verse Locker or... Uh, so there are a lot of apps that you can put on your phone or something. Yes. Yeah. So Verse Locker by Scripture Memory Fellowship is a great one. Another okay. one would be Fighter Verses, and you can uh, put your the verses you're memorizing in there, and you can play games with it, basically. you could, okay. It'll take away words, and you try to keep quoting. And, and these you, are little, like, memory tools that would yes, help you yes. to learn. And those are ways to do it. So it's so it's not just about seeing it, not just about saying it, but also doing it. Some people think of memorization as, okay, you pick up this box of information and you put it down and you just do that over and over again. You pick up the same box mm. of information, put it down, pick mm. it up, put it down, pick it up. And it's this repetition that does, it just wears your back out. What we're asking people to do and what we teach people to do is to open the box, take out every single piece within the box and creatively make a work of art with each piece that they can place and display in their minds in, in a place that, that, that makes sense. So when we're memorizing, we're creatively engaging with the text mm-hmm. and basically mm-hmm. creating something new in our minds. We're, it's a creative process with okay. the same words. We're not changing the words, yeah, yeah. but we're, we're creating hand motions to go with it. We're creating a, a tune to sing with it along with. We're creating motions with our bodies to act it with. We're, we're, we're creating this game where we're putting the first letter of each word or we're, we're taking words away. We're, we're doing something creative with it that's, that turns it into something memorable. It's, it becomes a memorable experience in our minds and in our hearts. We'll put some links up on our website to yeah. come over to your website. What I so appreciate your ministry does is you'll take younger people. You've got a year-long internship program. Yeah. You know, you, you'll take younger people, you take them through a course, and you put on costumes and you actually portray and act out yeah. whatever it is you're doing from Scripture. Yeah. I don't want to call it a show. How can you call God's Word a it, show? But We but call it the, Scripture performance. It's a part, scripture the closest performance. thing we've come. Yeah. Okay. Scripture performance. Right. And it's something that I enjoy watching. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Obviously, there's a spiritual benefit to everyone that does it, too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and we do it in in modern creative concepts. Uh, you know, a lot of people think, "Oh, you're performing the Bible. You must be doing that in bathrobes." You know, but we're actually, <laughs> you know, doing it in modern creative concepts that are, you know, culturally relevant creative ideas and how we're portraying the Scripture uh, word for word. So, and one of the things that I so appreciate about your book is you also mentioned there are different styles of learning. I know you've told me before you're a kinetic learner, but there's auditory learning, yeah. I guess. Technically speaking, I'm auditory first. Are you really? And kinetic okay. second. Okay. So auditory is my my very strongest. If I can hear it, if you can articulate what what it is, I, a skill I need to learn, I can I can I can learn it. Okay. Uh, you know, I learn very very well auditorily. But as a good teacher of myself, I use all three. So I use I still use visual even though it's my weakest learning style. Okay. I still use kinetic even though it's my second. You know, visual, auditory, kinesthetic. If you're if you're memorizing something, you're a teacher yourself. You you use all three. Okay. Yeah. If you just joined us, you're listening to Haven today. Aaron House has joined us today. Last time your wife was I think pregnant with your first <laughs> child, and now you have three kids That's at right. home. So yeah, it, he leads Piercing Word Ministries. It's out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I know firsthand how you've had an impact on the lives of younger people, Mm. but also 
people like me even, yeah. to try to get old geezers to memorize God's holy word. Can I tell you a story about that? I would appreciate that. So yes. we, we actually, uh, when we came out with this book and was first published, Warriors of the Word, the Bible Memorization Battle Guide for Winning Spiritual Victories, we published it and we, we uh, were selling it at our table for the very first time earlier this year. And this this mature woman came up to he speak so with me. Kind. And she, uh, I said, would you like a copy of our book? And uh, she said, oh, I'm too old to memorize, which which Ooh. is something I've heard for years and years and years and years. Yes. And I said, well, it's really funny. I, actually, on this page in this book right here, we talk about that exact excuse as to why, why people don't memorize. And there's a story. And I told her about Ellie, who was 95 years old, and she memorized Psalm 91. And she was half blind and half deaf. And I said, if Ellie can do it, you can do it. And she said, I need one of these books. <laughs> And so she bought the book, and she and she's like, give me, you know, bookmark that page. And then I, and then she she went home, and she was so inspired. She memorized Psalm one eighteen, and she began to cling to these she verses. She didn't just take in a little psalm. No, then, no, did she, she she went for Psalm one eighteen, and yeah. it's, it's it's one of my favorite psalms too. And she said shortly thereafter, she had this, she underwent this intense foot surgery. And was was quoting the passages that she had memorized from Psalm 118 as she went through this painful rehab and these difficult situations that she had encountered. And she was able to use the word of God as, mm. as a rock and as a sword and as a shield to get her through these, these tough times. And she mm-hmm. said, thank you for giving me the gift of God's word. Mm. I don't want to put you on the spot, Aaron, but I do want to brag on you a little bit. How much have God's word have you memorized at this point? And you're only 35 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by God's grace. Um, Thank you for putting it that way, too. Uh, I've memorized and recited before public audience 26 books of the Bible. It's uh, the hardest thing I've ever done to memorize that much, but uh, it's the one of the most rewarding things that I've done. And uh, I, I I tell my story in the Warriors of the Word book. Uh, we We talk about how I endeavored to memorize the entire New Testament in one year. Uh, I didn't finish in a year, and uh, there's a whole story of how God used that in my life to shape me and even humble me and do different mm. things in my life. But it's uh, God showed me that I'm not, I'm not. It's not about me being the hero. It's about me a- equipping others and coming alongside the church so that they can be unified and know the Word of God and 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 wield it as as a sword in their lives. With that in mind, why don't you share something with me that you've memorized? Yeah. We don't have time for Isaiah or Jeremiah on the program, <laughs> but but how about a psalm? Yeah, that God has used to minister to you, mm-hmm. that He could use through you to minister to me and everyone else listening today. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I would love to share with you Psalm thirty-four, which is a psalm that God used in my wife and I's life when earlier on in our marriage, my wife had several early-term miscarriages. And uh, I was really questioning the goodness of God in the midst of grief. Mm. Mm. And she would ask me to read this passage to her almost every night. And I, I decided, well, if I'm going to read it to you every night, I might as well memorize it. So I did. And uh, it's been a huge blessing oh, to her and, and I. it leads you to Christ. Yes. And, it, and it, it reminds you that Psalm 34 in particular of how he guards us, you know, yes. he protects us, he, he encircles us. And well, please just, yeah. you're the one who knows it word for word. I have to open my Bible here yeah. Yeah. and read it. I would love to share it with you. It says, I will bless the Lord mm. at all times. Mm. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. Mm. He delivered me out of all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried. And the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him have no lack. Young lions suffer want and hunger. But those who fear the Lord mm. lack no good thing. Come, O children, and listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Mm. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears them and delivers them. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked. And those who hate the righteous will be condemned. But the Lord redeems the life of his servants. And none of those who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Psalm 34. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. When I see you quote a passage of scripture like Psalm 34. Sure. That's impacted your life. Yeah. In a sense, you're acting it out. I see you're feeling it in your eyes. Sure. You've got motions going in your hands. I'm reminded mm. of countless times at the Wailing Wall the Western Wall in Jerusalem, watching the Hasidic Jews and they're rocking back and forth and they're crying out in prayer to God. And, and it, old as well as young alike, women on the women's side of the Wailing Wall, men, mm. are you acting or is, are you really feeling that passage because God has used that so much in your life? I'm really feeling that passage because of what he's done in my life. And that's the difference. I'm not just acting. I'm not just putting on a face. I'm not putting, it's, it's almost, almost wrong to call it acting. It's, yes. it's, it's, yes. it's being, it's, 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 yeah. it's the word of Christ dwelling in me richly, just as, 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 as the Bible talks about. It's, it's that letting it exude and just come 
out in the way that it has come in and affected my life. I let it come out and share it with the emotion and with the expression with which it has impacted my own life. Mm. Aaron House, let me just ask you a question that we ask just about everybody that we have on Haven today. What does Jesus mean to you? That's a great question, Charles. I know I'll, you have I'm, an answer. I'm going to respond with a passage that's my life first. Okay. It's Philippians 3, 8. Okay. It says, I count everything as loss compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Mm. My heart echoes the heart of Paul mm. in that verse, in that passage. And that is the verse that has continually recentered me and my identity in Christ and who I am. And that my identity is not found in what I do, in my achievements, in my relationships, mm-hmm. my marriage, my kids, and n- nothing except for Christ alone. And that takes you back. Philippians was the very first thing that you mm. ever memorized yeah. as, a, as a young boy. Yeah, it is. Wow. And so all this time, God just kind of set that in your heart. Yeah. And there's been plenty of times where I've begun to set my identity in other things, in my my career or my position or my achievements or my whatever, my relationships. And and God has has taken me through those times. And he's uh, in some of those times that he's had to strip me of those things Mm. in order to recenter my identity on him and bring me back to that same grounding and that same passage of counting everything as loss compared mm. to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Why don't you lead us in prayer Yeah. that the word of Christ mm. would be made known in yeah. our hearts? Yeah. Would, would you lead us in prayer? I would do that. Okay. Heavenly Father, We come before you and we worship you. We thank you for your word that is powerful to transform our lives through the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And I I pray that, uh, as, as Paul prayed, that the word of Christ would dwell in us richly and that each person listening to this program that the word of Christ would dwell in them richly and that they would uh, that they would yearn for more of you for more of Christ for more Lord just as you have put in me and I know in Charles as well that just this this deep desire for more of you and for uh, this the sweet presence of Jesus Lord I thank you that that we can experience that that we can press into that and that even in meditating on and memorizing your word, we can have that sweet time with you that transforms us more into your image and into your likeness and into the bride of Christ that you've called us to be. And I pray that you would continue that work in each person that is is listening, that is participating in this program. And uh, I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that unites us together as one body of believers. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Aaron House, head of Piercing Word Ministry, my brother, thank you for blessing me here on Haven Today. Well, thank you, Charles, for having me. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Great Stories with Charles Morris. I hope this conversation with Aaron House has inspired you to pick up your Bible and start memorizing. 
I enjoyed my time with Aaron when we recorded this interview at the National Religious Broadcasters in Dallas, Texas. If you watch the video we shot together, you'll see him wear his 10-gallon cowboy hat. And even though Aaron now lives in Pennsylvania, he'll always be a Texan at heart because that's where he was born in Houston. If you want to get a copy of Aaron's book, we have that available at haventoday.org. You can also check out that video there as well. But before we go, I want to say that if today's episode was a blessing to you, can I also ask that you leave a review? You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or you can also go to haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email and discover other episodes posted on the blog. Thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris. Thank you.